And now, direct from the Lunar Living Room, recorded semi-live in the recent future, it's Project Moonbase, with your host, DJ Bongo Boy, also starring MC Zirconium. Yes, welcome aboard, dear listener. It is Project Moonbase with you once again. My name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Welcome to Into the Valley, or Valet, as we're going to call this particular podcast. Valet parking. <laughs> no. Marcos Valet, to be Marcos. precise. Mm. The boss of the bossa nova, the supremo of samba, uh, Marcos Valley. He's, uh, he's coming to uh, Edinburgh, which is a... Uh, a city in uh, north or northwestern Europe that uh, we are loosely affiliated with. We hover above it. <laughs> we hover above it. Uh, he's coming to uh, Edinburgh for, the, for his first Scottish appearance, actually, on the twenty-second of November. Whatever. Uh, yeah, he's never been, apparently he's never been up beyond over the border before. Anyway, we're going to so we're going <laughs> to celebrate this uh, this great happening by uh, playing quite a lot of Marcus Valley on the show this evening. Should also mention he's got a new album out. It's another good reason to play some of his music. So we're playing some of his music and some versions of his tunes by other uh, Latin American musicians. Uh, and amongst that, we also have more from the new Wing album. Oh yes, oh. <laughs> we can't really now. We can't now. We've got our hands on this new Wing album. We can't really now a week, a week to go by without playing a track from that. And it's a famous track, a track <laughs> so favourite. It is a show favourite too. Not Caravan. But speaking of Caravan, we do have a version of that after a, a few weeks of not hearing it. Oh, on this podcast, we are spoiling you. <laughs> we are. In amongst the music there, we of course do always have some gems in the form of disinformation brought to you by MC Zirconium. That's right. On this week's uh, disinformation, we'll be covering moon, real estate, bed bugs, run for office in New York City, and a cure for baldness. <laughs> oh, great. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll pay particular attention to that news story. <laughs> You've got a beautiful head of hair. <laughs> good quiff, isn't it? Good quiff. Lovely. Good moon quiff I've got going on. Uh, we're going to kick off the show, though, by paying another visit to an album we featured uh, on last week's podcast. This is the new Winchester Hospital Radio uh, compilation called Music While You Watch. This is none other than the great BBC Radiophonic master Paddy Kingsland. Uh, we salute We him. are currently saluting in the studio We're here. standing up, as should we're you. Up and bowing. We're slightly bowing forward as we, as we listen to March of the Moogs. Thank you. 
horrible lot. Prime is at the ready. Here. I hope you enjoyed that, you horrible lot. <laughs> it's more than you deserve. <laughs> uh, that was Paddy Kingsland with uh, March of the Moogs, uh, which apparently was used as the theme to a... A TV show British called... British Army, they use it a lot. <laughs> the British Army. Take that. <laughs> it was used to, uh, as the theme to a, a show called Tripper's Day, which I have to say, rather, <laughs> we're both shrugging our shoulders here Never slightly. Heard it. <laughs> I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> this is the Project Moonbase podcast. If you would like to engage with us here at the Moonbase, you may go to twitter.com. Slash Project Moonbase and tweet away, tweet away. We should be keeping an eye on that on a Sunday evening. Follow us, if you <laughs> please, would. Yes, please follow us. Uh, there are other ways as well uh, to get in touch with us. You can go over to uh, www.projectmoonbase.com and uh, see show listings and our affiliate links and many other marvellous things. And you can also find a connection to our Facebook page where you can follow us, friend us. Mm. Join us. join us tell us what you think of the show give us some feedback and tell your friends and if you want to pick up the email hotline you need to do no other than send an email to show at projectmoonbase.com yes and when you go to work to on uh, on monday turn to your uh, your work colleagues and just say projectmoonbase.com <laughs> that's right do yourself a favor mm -hmm. listen in we are we are becoming a water cooler show aren't we we are <laughs> the whispering has become you are the the, the zeitgeist <laughs> in, a, in a new movement that is sweeping the globe it is uh, taking over gradually very slowly but gradually we're getting there we're getting there won't be long before everyone double figures soon <laughs> <laughs> double digits <laughs> oh really don't, don't get my pulse racing we're up we're, we're, we're up to sort of quadruple <laughs> digits in binary <laughs> that's, know, the that's, only thing, that's the only thing that's the only number system that matters <laughs> Well, I'm quite partial to hexadecimal. <laughs> yeah, but it takes a lot longer to get to double it digits than that, isn't it? It Terrible. does. Terrible. <laughs> uh, yes, on the show this evening, we are featuring quite heavily, uh, from from this moment forth, uh, the work of Marcos Valle, one of the pioneers of the Bossa no Nova movement from Brazil. Uh, he was uh, one of the earlier... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Normally, yes. when we have somebody who's a pioneer <laughs> of a Bossa Nova movement or Exotica or... Well, they have to be 80 years old. They have they? to be at least 80 <laughs> at years least old. 80 and they have to be from Barnsley. <laughs> and they have to have pseudonyms. Are you telling me that this guy's actually he's, from he's, Brazil? He's actually one of the... one of these part of the mother load of <laughs> Bossa Nova. Yes, we are actually going to play some, you know, an original, some original music by one of the original. It's not allowed. I'm not sure that's within the remit of the show, is it? Well, we make special exception in the case yeah, for of for Sergio Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, funny you should mention that because uh, Marcus Valley was uh, was actually a very good friend, uh, possibly still is a very good friend of Sergio Mendes. He was actually a very early member of the Brazil '66. Oh, okay. Well, so there right. we are, now, I then I withdraw my objection. And there's a few other. A few, I'm going to make a few other um, lines of argument here. <laughs> <laughs> make your case. Make my case. Well, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, not only is he coming to this part of the uh, the earth that we hover over quite soon, he's also got a brand new album out. And um, he was also one of the one of the particular reasons we like Marcus Valley here at the Moonbase is he also dabbled in uh, various other activities. Paganism. Like, <laughs> it's not pagan. No, not pagan. Maybe he was. But uh, in the world of uh, film and TV soundtrack music, and it was also uh, it was also very influenced by European jazz and uh, popular music as well. So he kind of uh, his horizons were very very wide re reaching and still are. 
Uh, and he's, as I say, just released a new album called Ecstatica, which will be coming to shortly. But uh, first, we're going to play a version of one of his big... Uh, he composed many great, uh, uh, very well-known bossa nova tunes, such as Summer Samba. And this next tune, Batucada, which uh, Sergio Mendes has had a big hit with. But we're going to play a version by that uh, great Brazilian organist, Walter Wanderley. Or as I discovered recently, his surname is actually pronounced Vandelay. Oh, mm. mm. intriguing. Uh, that might, uh, if you happen to be a Seinfeld fan, that might uh, make some interesting tenuous <laughs> connections. So from now on, we're going to call him Walter Vandelay. <laughs> I'd quite like to say... Walter Vandelay. Vandelay? <laughs> His version of Batucada Sogyu. Batacar de Sergiu from Walter Vandelay. <laughs> it was jolly, wasn't it? It was very good. Was very he good. doesn't waste your time. <laughs> he doesn't. It was guaranteed to have a, have a good time with Walter Vandelay and his organ. It doesn't seem very seasonal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but then what season is it? It could be any it time, be any, any time. season. We are free of time and Day season. Day and night. <laughs> Shifting between the different... Uh, it is all times, arenas. all times at once here at the Moonbase. Wow. Which makes it quite hard to decide when to have a tea break. It doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> when to have breakfast. <laughs> when to have breakfast. But at this time in the Project Moonbase podcast, it's time to go to the San Fernando Valley of Disinformation. The world's largest toast portrait. 
Mm-hmm. So this is added to Central. In trying to come up with the origi- an original birthday present for a mother-in-law, that's always difficult, isn't it? It is. What are you going to get, Ray? Handgun? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bowl of custard? <laughs> yeah. Semolina. Skoda Fabia. <laughs> Uh, but no, a museum curator set a new world record and made the largest toast mosaic. This 27-year-old Laura Hadland, a museum curator from Leicester, wanted to give her mother-in-law a special gift on her 50th birthday. Together with 40 friends and volunteers, Laura spent six hours toasting thousands of slices of bread <laughs> and arranging them into an amazing mosaic. Mm. The world's largest toast mosaic was created using a set of 10 bread toasters. And it measures 32 feet 8 inches by 42 feet 3 inches. That's 9,852 slices of toast, uh, toasted in various tints and hues. Hmm. And that was 600 loaves altogether. Really? Laura was thrilled to create this modern mosaic of her favourite food, toast. Toast is a... I mean... She's not widely travelled, is she? Nothing wrong with toast, (laughs) but really your favourite food? What's wrong with a nice chicken tikka masala or (laughs) something like that? Hmm. Creme brulee, you know. That's right. Stretch yourself, Laura. But uh, her mother-in-law says it was a bit weird seeing her face recreated from pieces of toast. <laughs> I can imagine. But at the same time, flattering. Although mm. she probably would have preferred like a basket of soap or something <laughs> like that, wouldn't she? I wonder if they let students come in after and, you know, make use of the toast. <laughs> You'd need at least, I calculate, 3,000 cups of tea to wash that down. <laughs> Get the kettle on. Well, more. This is sad news. Oh, really? Not as sad as uh, Fluffy from last week. Mm-hmm. Technics. Oh, they oh, stopped dear. making the turntables. Oh no! DJs everywhere no. are rushing no. to buy one. Oh, you you probably are as well, and get another one. <laughs> yes, just days after Sony announced the end of the cassette Walkman, which mm. was a surprise to everybody who thought that that <laughs> was, was a while back. <laughs> but still. <laughs> Yes, another major icon of the audio world has been put out to pasture as Panasonic officially announced the end of the Technics SL1200 production. A classic. Mm. In a statement to the uh, Tokyo Reporter, coincidentally, both the original Walkman and the Technics SL1200 Mark II hit shelves in 1979. But uh, while the Walkman evolved and changed, the uh, SL1200 Mark II didn't. It was virtually identical, wasn't yeah. it? From and there's a good reason for that. Good reason for that. Exactly. Don't go messing with the uh, classics. Yeah. So that's that's sad. We should all probably buy one if you don't have one already, or get two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then you can be one of those DJs. Superstar DJ types. Yeah. <laughs> Do you that's think Rappy right. McRapson has one? <laughs> I'm sure he does. Here's something horrible: miniature human livers grown in a, labor- a laboratory. Yes, scientists have taken a leap towards creating horrible tiny livers, <laughs> no, bespoke organs for patients after mm. successfully growing miniature human livers in a laboratory. <laughs> miniature. Oh dear. I don't like this. The research raises the prospect of growing livers that can be transplanted into patients or used to test the safety of experimental drugs. The US scientists created a walnut-sized organ. Oh, that makes it worse. <laughs> it's the size of a walnut. I'm never <laughs> going to be able to eat another walnut as long as I live. Without thinking of a tiny miniature human liver. It's a human liver. I mean, it looks like a brain anyway. That's bad enough. When oh, I get over that, the, the walnut looks like a brain. Then I'm immediately onto a tiny miniature human <laughs> liver. Terrible. They, apparently, they sowed seeds of human liver cells onto <laughs> scaffold. All right. A scaffold derived from animal livers. 
This <laughs> sounds like some kind of horror movie. Blurg. The researcher said that after a week in a laboratory bioreactor, the livers seem to be growing and functioning like normal human organs. In future, it's hoped that the stem cells donated by patients could be used to grow replacement livers that would not be rejected by their immune systems. Or you could just use it to make pate. And funnily <laughs> enough, I know where you can get a lot of toast, you know, to go and spare <laughs> yeah. if you're interested. It's amazing how these things come together. Isn't it? And that's the news. Ginkgo! Oh, I say. Thank you, Evans Kenyon. Thank you. For that uh, first trip into the Valley of Disinformation, we're returning later on in this particular episode. This is Project Moonbase, now in internet-friendly size and shape. (laughs) Yes, we're now doing podcasts, uh, which means that uh, if you have access to the internet, and you go to projectmoonbase.com on a Sunday night particularly, you can download a fresh episode, or if you go down to that particular website any old time of the week, you can get hold of all the previous episodes. And you can send your family and friends and enemies, <laughs> people you don't know, you can send those to that site. Yes, if you and want to exact a, re- a vengeance on somebody, yeah. send them to projectmoonbase.com. Yeah, where they can you know, follow, they can go to a Facebook and fr- friend us, follow us, whatever yes. it is. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash projectmoonbase, and let us know what you think of the show. Mm-hmm. How can we improve it? Indeed. I mean, how could we improve it? Well, well this? I, exactly, yeah. But we're always open to suggestions. Always open. There, must, there's, Magic. there might be something that we haven't thought of yet. But there is. Um, like preparation. Yes, <laughs> more preparation. More preparation. <laughs> we need yeah. a laser. We need a bigger laser <laughs> on, a bigger on the moon laser. base. I need, right. a, I need improvements to my hutch. <laughs> so, you What's know, if you could it? donate. What's wrong with it? It's, cr- it's cramped. It's cramped, is it? It's cramped. I'd like a tap. A tap in the hutch? Oh, well... Yeah, I thought it was a multi-dimensional hutch. I thought it was as big as you wanted it to be. It's is it? Mm. Yeah, maybe haven't you found that? Maybe you haven't found that a particular spigot. <laughs> that particular spigot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the music and uh, this particular podcast's featured artist, Marcus Valley, who is I don't think I mentioned before the specifics. Um, he's coming to the Voodoo Rooms in Edinburgh on the twenty second of November. And and depending uh, on whether or not you've heard the, the uh, this when you're <laughs> yeah. listening to this, he may have already been here. How <laughs> was he? You went to see him. Well that's right, I did. It did was you? amazing. Wow. <laughs> 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 but yes, we're going to play I mentioned it already in the earlier in the show that he has a brand new album, his twenty second studio album. He first recorded an album back in 1963 and he's been uh, producing pure bossa nova gold ever since. But as I said, not just the bossa nova, he's been uh, doing all sorts of other exciting and interesting things with his Latin music stylings. And this new album is called Ecstatica. And uh, we're going to play a track which features, unusually actually, rather than singing on this next track... Uh, Shout- Ma- shouting? <laughs> shouting! No, uh, you can actually hear the rather sonorous tone of his mostly spoken word, actually. is quite a nice... Uh, uh, enjoy, by the way, his ivory tickling on this as well, as well as his lovely vocal cords. Marcus Valle from his album, Statico. This is a track called Prefixo.
Crefixo from Marcus Valley. Mm. Timeless. <laughs> it is. Just like us. It is indeed, that's right. Uh, that's from his brand new album called, actually I think I've got the pronunciation slightly wrong, Estatica is the pronunciation. Estatica. And it's on, um, it's a label which we've, <laughs> which we've featured uh, quite fairly recently on the show actually, Far Out Recordings. Uh, they released a uh, two-CD compilation of Brazilian psychedelic and electronica music fairly recently and they've re- they've actually i think that's at least the second of uh marcus valley's albums that they've released in recent years and it's a rather fine rather fine uh, we're going to go though from the <laughs> sublime to the Superb. ridiculous <gasps> what <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just i blasphemed there i blasphemed it's time soap your tongue <laughs> it's time uh, for another selection from Wing's 18th album. <laughs> it's Wing of the Week. <laughs> it's Wing of the Week. Yes, uh, indeed. If you were tuning into last week's podcast, you'd actually already know what we're about to play because we uh, hopefully excited you with the prospect of listening to Wing's own inimitable version of Aquarius. Oh, yes. Which is, by, by a strange coincidence, one of the show favourite tunes as well. Do you think this is a coincidence or do you think she listens <laughs> she in? Might- she maybe is listening, in which case I apologise profusely for demeaning her in any way yes. there. So I thought this is an opportunity to have a bit of a, a hair double bill. We always like to have an opportunity to play tracks, uh, versions of tunes from hair. For some reason, it seems to produce quite uh, unusual versions of things. So we're going to play a track we haven't played for ages, actually, but it's an absolute uh, classic by another show favourite, actually, the great Edmundo Ross, who, by the way, is going to become a centenarian at the end of this year, 2010, so... We'll have, a, we'll have to make a special special Edmundo Ross show then. But uh, he does uh, he does a rather fine version of Hare Krishna, we'll be hearing. He does good work. Shortly. But that happens after we've enjoyed Wing with her version of Aquarius. Story, we, we, we. 
ินเห็นดาไม้ชูลิเปลิชนอาเควดีหเรื่องราวมา
there with my favorite version of thing the truly genius version of Hare Krishna does it make you want a bowl of dal <laughs> it does actually yeah makes <laughs> you want to want some Donna saffron robe does it do you want it you're <laughs> going to squeeze every lentil <laughs> you can get that on either well if you want the whole if you would like to hear Edmundo Ross doing the whole of the musical hair in a Latin style you can get a thankfully now reissue of his great album Hair Goes Latin <laughs> Uh, which uh, which I'd recommend, or you can get that. There's been, I think that's appeared on various uh, Edmundo Ross compilations as well. I'm pretty certain that's better than the original. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Anything that goes Latin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a go-go as well. A go-go is, is a little bit more hit and miss, I think, <laughs> Latin. Uh, now, after all that frantic energy there, <laughs> time, I think, to uh, to soothe and to calm. Gentlemen, if you'll take your seats, please. Our tour of the moon's famous sea of tranquility is about to begin. Yes, it's time for the Sea of Tranquility, uh, the uh, spot in the show where we like to elicit a state of utter relaxation and mellowness. Mm. Not too much, so we can't have you dropping off. <laughs> so stay awake, please. You might want to jab your thigh with a, a, small, <laughs> a small needle. Yes, to keep yourself awake. Mm. Uh, and it's an opportunity to play another track by uh, this week's featured artist, Marcus Valle. Um I just uh, recently discovered an album called Previsao do Tempo from 1973, which 
as the slightly more prosaic translation of weather forecast. Um, it's one of a, a few albums, or very few albums, I think, where Marcus Valley actually doubles with the world of the analog synthesizer. Intriguing. And uh, in fact, his backing band who contribute to the analog synthesizer and some other nice sounds are a band that went on to become Azimuth. You may be familiar with that uh, Brazilian fusion band, Azimuth. Well, before they became Azimuth, they were Marcos Valle's backing band on the on this album. And uh, this next track was an absolute, uh, I have to say, a bit of a revelation because when you, when you hear this track, you'll realise where bands like the High Llamas basically got their entire sound world from... It's just it's an extraordinary, an extraordinary piece of music and uh, very relaxing and soothing. This is uh, Marcus Valle with his track, Mash do que valsa. sound there of Marcus Valle with Mash Dor Que Valsa. As you said, it was, it's very uh, it's very High Llama-esque, isn't it? It's incredible. Well, that, was, that was 1973, that was. How did they do it? How did they rip off the High Llamas? <laughs> I know! Time travel. It's outrageous. Outrageous. It's not taking anything away from the High Llamas. These no, people no. obviously have taste. They certainly do. They certainly do. 
And we know where they got it from. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, joke. Please send us records. <laughs> Please send us records. That's right. If you make your own music, <laughs> yes, that's good. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you think we might like it anyway. You should head over to uh, projectmoonbase.com, mm. and you can use our SoundCloud thingamajig, yes, doodad, to send us uh, your own compositions, your yeah. or performances. Please do. Or if you have any suggestions mm. for other artists, please yes. let us know. We're always, you know, looking for something new that's as long as it sounds old. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's all have, that matters. It's got to have that patina of uh, the 1970s. Yeah, as long as it's got like a kazoo or a Moog synthesizer in there or a sitar or something. <laughs> or it's made by people from, you know, Yorkshire pretending <laughs> pretending to be from, from uh, somewhere abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go from one uh, Marcus Valley tra- a composition into another. We're going to play Sergio Mendes. Ah. The, uh, I like to think of sunshine in musical form. Uh, it always brings a cheer to any any heart. If you're feeling down, Sergio has the medicine. <laughs> yes. So we'll play um, play Sergio Mendes and Brazil '66 playing their version of a Marcus Valley tune. It's another one of these kind of classic bossa compositions of Marcos's and it's a tune which I think is pronounced gente or gente anyway you can pronounce it any way you want Genius as Serge Mendes. Oh, yes. Brazil 66. Mm. As you say, champagne. It's like, what is it? Vitamin? It's not champagne. It's sunshine. Sunshine, champagne, <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> shampoo, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's good stuff, isn't it? It is very good it's stuff. It's a smile on your face. It does. It does. Warms the heart. Warms yeah. the heart. From his 1967 album, Equinox. And uh, yes, this is the Project Moon Base podcast. Uh, we uh, we only have time for a few more tunes, but uh, before we head back to the music, it's time to visit the Great Rift Valley of disinformation, where I can see abseiling down the walls of the Great Rift Valley, MC Zaconium. Mm-hmm. 
China has unveiled the fastest computer in the world. Really? Yeah. The uh, Taihei 1A? No. Oh. Tanhei, maybe. I don't know. Which is at the uh, National University of Defense Technology. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. It's a bit sinister, isn't it? Mm. In Tianjin. It's the fastest computer in the world, according to NVIDIA. Which is a bit weird. Uh, they supplied some of the parts for the Chinese computer. It was clocked at 2.507 petaflops. Wow. I don't really know <laughs> what that means, but uh, there we go. That's pretty fast, I think. Oh, it's more than two quadrillion calculations <laughs> per second. <laughs> Still not helping. That's like 175,000 high-end laptops. Wow. Apparently. Okay. So that's good, isn't it? So the fastest computer, uh, supercomputer up until then was the Jaguar built by Cray. The Jag. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh ja Jaguar, as they <laughs> Jaguar. Like to, as the, the Americans call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was the Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee. Well, uh, that was only coming in at a measly 1.75 petaflops. <laughs> Hang your head in shame. There we go. The Chinese are winning. This is quite long, this next news mm -hmm. segment. Yes. But and it's so rich in detail that it's difficult to get down to a manageable okay, well, size. That's fine. So bear with me, because I think it's it's important. And it'll uh, be worth it. It'll be worth it by the end of it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's the record-breaking belly button fluff collection. <laughs> this is a uh, librarian Graham Barker and his uh, Guinness World Record-breaking belly button fluff. <laughs> 22.1 grams of it, to be exact. Mm -hmm. it's a this is a 45-year-old man from Perth, Australia, and he's been collecting lint from his belly button every day for 26 years. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he harvests the lint each night and places it in a clay pot. He has filled three and a quarter sweet jars and has this achievement recognised by the Guinness World Record book. Graham says he is not obsessive. He's collected his first piece of fluff on the 17th of January 1984 while on a backpacking holiday in Australia. <laughs> he vows to continue until he is no longer capable and has even considered stuffing a cushion with his collection. Oh, no. Barf. <laughs> oh, dear. He said, One evening in Brisbane, when a little bored and underoccupied, I noticed a lint in my navel and started wondering about it. <laughs> I became curious as to how much one person can produce <laughs> and decided the only way to find out was collect it and see. Mr. Barker said the amount of fluff he collects each day depends on what clothes he has been wearing, thermal underwear being the most productive. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is useful gold, like nuggets of information. It's either useful or too much information. Yes, that's one or the other. You decide. The whole process only takes 10 seconds and has become automatic. I don't need to devote much time or attention to it, he says. Barker has now sold three of his large jars to a museum <laughs> oh, no. for an undisclosed sum and is quarter of the way to filling up his fourth. He said the raw material is worthless but has a unique world record collection and a piece of cultural heritage of debatable merit, it has some curiosity value. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, sure, I'm not sure I'm that curious to see it myself. <laughs> Uh, he said um, he knows of a few other naval fluff collectors, <laughs> but he, he? says he's ra he rarely talks to people about his hobby. I wonder why. He ran a survey many years ago, and a handful of respondents, all men, confessed to having saved up some of their lint at some point, but uh, none have continued with it. One guy have, had persisted, but he got married, and his wife ordered him to stop. <laughs> Women. <laughs> 
Uh, Barker hopes to fill another five jars before he stops collecting and believes there is little chance of his record being beaten. He said, I will stop when I am no longer physically capable. Collecting the lint costs nothing and takes almost no time or effort, so there is no, uh, no compelling reason to stop. And he goes on to say, If my belly stopped producing lint tomorrow, I might feel surprised, but not disappointed. <laughs> wow. So that's... <laughs> What this man has dedicated his, his life, whole life to life project, 26 man, yeah. years Very to pull it, pulling fluff out of his navel. <laughs> and you can see a picture oh, of no, it. I'm not sure. Oh, right. I was going to say, I thought you could see a picture of the lint. Yeah, in <laughs> jars. <laughs> it hold, he's holding them up. Oh, no. I think we all need to take a moment to think about that. <laughs> gather our thoughts. And think and what ga- else. Gather our lint as Go- well, possibly. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's the news. <laughs> Bodareshi. Mm. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Zuconium, for this week's selection of disinformation. There'll be more on next week's Project Moonbase podcast, which will be unleashed uh, next Sunday evening between 7 and 8 p.m. If you keep an eye on uh, twitter.com slash Project Moonbase and the Facebook group, you'll uh, be the first to know. You'll be the first to know. Impress your friends. Exactly. You can be on the ball. <laughs> you can be. Uh, we have time for a couple more tracks in the show this evening. Uh, first of all, uh, you might have been uh, taking notes throughout the show. We like to think everyone's taking notes during the show. You, and your, note, your notepad might be uh, registering the fact that we haven't played any chip tune music yet this week. Yes, yeah, so hopefully a tiny alert is going on. Mm. Well, it's uh, time to rectify this, and uh, we're delighted to say that um, MC's Coney has managed to find on the 8-Bit Collective website, otherwise known as 8bc.org, home to uh, many, many thousands of free chiptune downloads, a version of uh, another pioneer of Bossanova, the great uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim's Insensitez, otherwise known as How Insensitive, done on, I think, I think I'm right in saying, on a Commodore 64. Certainly on... Uh, oh, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, and this is by a Californian chiptune artist who goes by the name of Astor.
Now that was how insensitive from Astor. It you was. can get that on eight, the eight bit collectors. You certainly can for freeness without without incurring any any charge or cost or fee. It was I mean, pretty good, wasn't it? It was very very good. I, I wonder if there's more. We'll have to see if there's more um, more eight uh, eight bit bossa nova out there. It's got to be there's bound to be bound to be eight Latin chip tune. <laughs> Latin chip That's a sub 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 genre. <laughs> we like mm. we like our genres to be very very sub. Very narrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> extremely narrow. As tightly defined as possible. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the distinctly Latin-tinged flavour of music on this week's Project Mean Bass podcast. I have been DJ Bongo Boy. And I have been MC Zirconium. Until we join you next Sunday night, dear listener, we're going to leave you in the capable hands of a steel drum orchestra, a sound we haven't heard on the show for quite some time. This is terrible. We really need more. I know. And not only that, this is something else that we have, we've been slightly neglectful of recently. This is a version of Caravan. <laughs> we've managed yes we've managed to the combine dreams. <laughs> the dream when dreams collide <laughs> we've managed to get the steel drum version of caravan how wonderful until next week dear listener adios, adios.